Come gather ye friends around your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and all the high adventure from the worn pages of history that won't fit in the 1066 script. Will you just write the rest of 1066 already? No, we're going round the houses. After all, we wouldn't want you to miss all the backstabbing violence and skullduggery that leads up to 1066. Well, we could just watch Vikings Valhalla. You know, we want to watch something that's terrible. It's just not silly enough for... The Silly History Boy Show! Listen, Uncle Bob Bob, I've got a series of dripping bangers about the sons of William the Conqueror in the pipeline. And you're clogging up said pipe. Just get on with it. Are you sure you want me to just get on with it, you know? Dive straight in there? Yes. yes! All right then, ladies and gentlemen, I give you, with no explanation, all the way from history, it's Earl Godwin of Wessex! Surprise, fudgeos! Please, sir, we must insist you use the plot yacht. Or the linear storytelling dwelling. Or, um, something else lame. Shut up! All you need is me, the most famous member of the most famous family in all of English history, Earl Godwin. Earl Godwin? I thought his name was Harold Godwinson. Harold? That's my son, you Dalcop. But you said most famous. I mean, we all know Harold Arrow in the eye Godwinson from... Spoilers, Pear Bear. Yeah, sorry, pal. No one really knows who you are. Right. We'd best remedy that then, hadn't we? Park your sagging behinds on the story sofa. Oh, come on! And hear how I, the great Godwin, climbed from the fetid gutter of mine and nobility to forge a dynasty that would rule Anglo-Saxon England for a thousand years. But... Quiet, Bear Bear. The story so far is really comfy. We begin in the year 884, where my ancestor, King Alfred the Great, is victorious. Here, in the squishy aftermath of battle, I, King Alfred of Wessex, soon to be known as Alfred the Great, declare the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms of England finally free of Vikings. Let us kneel upon the earth and give thanks to God for... Excuse me! ...for delivering us from Excuse the heathen people from... Oi, King! Who is that shouting? It's us! The Viking. Are you still here? Yeah, King Alfred. Yeah, well, you might have driven us Vikings out of southern England. You've also agreed with us that we may keep our own kingdoms in north and east, known henceforth as the Danelaw. Oh, so I, Alfred the Great, famous for driving the Vikings out of Britain, didn't drive the Vikings out of Britain. Well, okay, I'm sure my son will. And so, in the year 1718 AD, I, King Edward the And me, Ethelflaed, Lady of Mercia, warrior queen of the Saxons. Both of us, children of Alfred the Great, have finally driven the Vikings out of East Anglia into Essex. And then, Derby, Leicestershire, and the Midlands. Let's see what those Viking memes twits make of that. Hello! Oh, for flip's sake. <sighs> still here, then? Oh, yeah, still here. This is ridiculous. How long is this going to take? Another 38 years. Well, cut to 954 AD, then, you stupid Vikings. 
At long last, I, Edred, King of the Saxon English, have cleared this land of Vikings. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. Oh my God, what are you still doing here? Well, now we've integrated ourselves into the country, innit? Indeed. Viking slash Norse influence on the British Isles can be found in, you know, place names, culture, accents, Swaledale. Mm. Even in the present day, the north and south of England are different in many ways because of this Viking heritage. Shut up! England, it's English now, so pack it in! Oh, be careful, Saxon. Be very careful, for we Vikings live in every part of your kingdom. We shall quietly await the return of our Norse brethren from across the seas. That might take a while, nearly 60 years in fact, but we'll be back. So be ready, which is the opposite of unready. What? Of course unready is the opposite of ready. What an odd turn of phrase. Ah, the Vikings are coming! <laughs> In 1013, more than a hundred years after they were supposed to have gone, the Vikings were back. Norse warlord Svein and his son Canute swept across England, burning, sacking and Viking things up old school. And the Anglo-Saxon king Ethelred could do nothing to stop them. I wasn't ready. This is so unfair. I know I'll buy myself some time by paying the Vikings Danegeld Dangled to make them go away. Did that work? No, we just spent the money on more ships and axes. Damn! Well, in that case, I shall gather an army of the greatest nobles and do battle with the invaders. Thanes, earls, and nobles of England assembled! Great King Ethelred, I have brought my men and ships to fight the Vikings as you command. Stop! Ah! Pause it there! There he is! That's my daddy, Wolf Noth Sid. Wolfgar Jr. to you guys. Oh, so your family made their name fighting the Vikings, did they? Ah, uh, kind of. Okay, run it again. Great King Ethelred, I have brought my men and ships to fight the Vikings as you commanded. What's that? Sorry, I wasn't ready. That's all right, Your Majesty, I'll just repeat it. <laughs> your Majesty, I accuse this man of crime. <gasps> Crimes, I definitely wasn't ready for that. Crimes? Not this loyal man, Wolfnoth, surely. Yes, him, sire. He is a most heinous crime doer. What crimes have I done? Oh, crimes are so naughty that I will not utter them aloud, but merely whisper them in the ear of King Ethelred. Very well. I shall allow it. A whisper, then. Oh, but, but, no. Wolf Noth! For your heinous and unspecified crimes, I hereby decree that you are banished and all your lands forfeit. Fine. You go ahead and spend the next five years unsuccessfully fighting the Vikings without me then. Bye! King Ethelred the Unready and his Saxon pal spent the next five years being kicked up and down England by Canute and his Vikings until Ethelred finally gave up the ghost and escaped across the sea to Normandy. I'm not ready. 
I've barely pecked, and those horrible Normans are just Vikings that speak French. What? Can he speak to the narrator? But listen, pal, your ex out there, so tough. Sorry. Also, where's my wife? Emma of Normandy, she, she's from Normandy. I, I was hoping I could stay with her folks, you know, crash for a few days. Oh, yeah, about her. When Canute overthrew King Ethelred, he also married his wife. What? Just get Rome, please, mate. Don't make this more awkward than it has to be. For me. Okay, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> oh, Emma. Oh, man, that is, uh, that is heartbreaking stuff. Oh, well, still, best crack on. In the wake of Ethelred's defeat. Can you quieten down a bit, please, mate? I'm trying to narrate. Thank you. <clears throat> anyway, in the wake of Ethelred's defeat, Canute married his wife and also rounded up all the nobles of England. Do you want to mention that unready means poorly advised in Old English? rather than not ready, in our modern sense? No, I'm all right. Right, cool. We'll crack on then. Loyal subjects of newly Viking Again England. We told you we'd be back. I'm ready to present to you my new queen. It's nice to have a ready husband for a change. And much better to have a Norse hunk husband. Especially as he's soon to acquire a vast North Sea Empire. Much bigger than my husband's kingdom. Mwah, 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 mwah. Oh, come here, you politically savvy French Viking babe. Mwah. Woo, yeah, cool. Con congratulations, you two. Crown totally suits you, Emma. Um, still... Who are those chaps locked in that cage? Don't you recognise them, dear? That's the Saxon aristocracy. They're awaiting brutal execution. Oh, you don't have to do that. Yes, we'll behave. You're our king now, Canute. Ah, yes, you say that now. But once I've given all your land to my Viking pals, there'll be plots and betrayals and all kinds of Saxon sneakiness. So the best thing to do is gently execute a lot of you before you can be naughty. Now, someone bring me my big axe. Oh, yay! Chop him up, husband. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> Wait! Ah, good kingling. You don't need to chop us all up. And why is that, young man? Not all of us. Anyway, you need someone who can show you the nitty-gritty details of your new kingdom. Someone like me, Godwin, son of Wolfnoth. I can show you how to wring the best out of these Saxon germs. Are you not a Saxon, Godwin, son of Wolfnoth? Only half Saxon, your Vikingness. My mother was a Dane, and my father was blackballed by these Saxon mutts. Kill them by all means, but let me, your kinsman, help you run this gaff. Come with you backsliding traitor! You weasel-faced, snake-hearted, stouty little jerk! Can it, you six-thumbed Saxon toffs? What say you, Canute? Hmm. Do you know what? I like the cut of your jib, Godwin. You fought for Athelred despite what he did to your dad. You're a loyal sort. No, he's not! He's literally betraying us right now! Yes, well... You're Saxon, so you can get in the bin. 
Watch closely, Godwin. Betray me, and you'll get such an axing like this. That's better. And that's how I betrayed my countrymen and shacked up with the new king. I thank you. Oh, nice work if you can get it. I'm sure you were very popular. Actually, I was. Canute handily killed everybody who might have held a grudge. And I became an absolute pillar of Canute's North Sea Empire. And all I had to do was dob in all my mates. Noted. Ah, Godwin. Taking your ease on the story so far, I see. <laughs> Yet, who is this soft boy? He's spoiling my royal bum groove. Hi, King Canute. It's me, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. Hey, is it true that you once tried to command the tide to go back in again and it didn't work? No, I did not. I commanded the sea to return knowing that it wouldn't obey, thus demonstrating the power of God over even the mightiest of kings, i.e. me. And speaking of this unworldly power over man, I'm now going to die. <laughs> My lord, my dear king and friend, who deserves his own episode? Also, I wonder how I can turn this to my advantage. Stop plotting, Godwin. I'm still alive. Ah, oh, oh, sorry. Godwin, you are to support my sons, Harold Harefoot and Hartha Canute. I sent for them. Now, let me pass into my royal bum groove. Farewell, great king. I shall never forget you. Ah, gone, is he? Poor dad. Now then, Godwin, to business. Harold Harford, has anyone told you that you really sound like your dad? No one has ever mentioned us basically being the same person. Now, pay attention, Godwin, because there's history now. Word has reached that my half-brothers have set sail from Normandy with an army to reclaim the throne of England. Can they do that? I don't know who you are, but for the sake of time, I will answer your soft question. Yes, they can. Alfred and Edward are the sons of Ethelred the Unready, and my mother, Emma of Normandy. They have a direct claim to the throne of England from the House of Wessex. I need them stopped. It shall be done, my lord, and ooh, ooh, I have a dirty plan. Ah, England. Oh, it's good to be back from Normandy and to know that I now own all this. It is not yours yet, Alfred. First, we must wrest the country from your half-brothers. Oh, chill out, Bobo. We Saxons have dealt with these Viking stains before and we'll do so again. My prince, I must remind you again that my name is not Bobo, but Robert of Jumiege, the most learned, crafty and cunning churchman in all of Normandy. Listen well, my prince, my overblown metaphors and inconsistent accent will deliver you the throne. Yeah, sure up now, Bobby Bob Bob. There's a bloke on a horse blocking the road. Oi! That's my road! What belongs to me? So shift! Charles, bro! Oh, wait! Wait! Is, is that little Alfred? Little Alfred? I'll have you know I'm big news, pal! I'm king! Alfred! Big? Alfred! My! How you've grown! 
All England rejoices in your return as king. Told you, Bobo, nothing to worry about. Cool, yes. Um, in fact, me and the magnates of England are throwing you a welcome party. Yes, in that, just turn around, up there, in that dark, sinister foreboding building. Right up the road there. Really? Aha! Love me a party! My lord, I really must advise caution. That building is very sinister indeed. What's up, Norman? Can't handle proper earthy Saxon architecture. Not enough twiddly bits and pillars, you lame continental Viking twit. What is your name, stoat-eyed Saxon who works for Danes? Godwin. Remember it, you weasel-faced Norman godbotherer. I shall. I shall indeed. Enough from you. Here we are, Alf. Your party. Just step through that sinister door. <coughs> Oh, great! Lay it on me, subjects! Uh-oh. Um, what, what's with all the armed men and the red-hot porkers warming on the fire? This is your party, Freddo. You see, we've kind of got used to England under the Canutes, and we don't really want your lame family back. And so you get that message loud and clear, we're gonna blind you! Seize him! You horrible history jerk! Robert! Robert, help me! I told you it looked dangerous, my lord! It's your own fault! See you later, bye! Oh, knickers. You horrid history dirtbag. Did you blind that sweet young man? Yeah, he didn't see that coming. Ha <laughs> ha, swish. Nothing but, nothing for that right, okay. Yeah, we blinded him. It's a common 11th century technique of making people unsuitable to be king. But it's horrible, like a red, oh, a red hot poker in the- We didn't use red hot pokers. Come on, man, we're not savages. What did you use, then? Acid. That's just as bad. Shut up, you tubby little snowflake. That's how it was. And let's be clear, officially, I didn't do it and it wasn't me. We also did it pretty badly and he died. Oh, come on! Godwin, give me some skin, you ledge. You blinded him so hard he died from it. Ah, oh, shucks. Obviously, it wasn't me, wank. But thanks, Harold. I did it for you and your dad. Ooh, and all the hard kinging we'll do from now on. Yes, about that. What? I'm about to die. Oh. Ah! Oh, oh, my king. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the grief. I wonder how I can swim Hello, I'm Arthur Canute, King Canute's second son and the new king! Congratulations! Has anyone ever mentioned the astounding similarity between you, your dad, and your late bro-bro? Yep! Oh, good! Well, I'm glad you're here and healthy, Arthur Canute, because, as you no doubt know, you are King Canute's last remaining son. And if you were to die unexpectedly, then the crown of England would go back to the family whose son I've just accidentally murdered. Ooh, I... I feel funny. Ah, don't you dare! I might die, you know, completely unexpectedly. No! I can that is going to be awkward. Within weeks, Edward's son of King Ethelred and Emma of Normandy was on his way to England to claim the crown. The first meeting between Godwin and Edward must have been tense. So, here we all are, then. Edward. King Edward. All right. Jesus. King Edward. 
How was your crossing? Awful, but I endured it so that I could come back to the land of my birth and inflict bloody vengeance on the family that betrayed my father and murdered my brother. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Peruve it! I will, you snide Dane Lickspittle. Don't threaten me, you foreign stain. I've been running this country while you were hiding. Well, I run it now. Not without me, you won't. You've been away too long, Eddie, baby. This isn't your daddy's England no more. We Godwins run this gaff. What Godwins? There's only one of you. Guess again, jerk. While all the exposition was going on, I've been busy having children. Ugh. Allow me to present the Godwin family. My sons, Svein, Harold, Tostig, Gerd, Leofwine, and... <laughs> All in positions of power throughout the kingdom. Opposers and will destroy you. But Eddie, Eddie baby, we need not be enemies. You can join us. What do you mean? I also have a daughter. Marry my daughter, Edith. And you'll be part of the Godwin family. And before you refuse, remember, we are the power in England. And if you want to keep your crown, you best keep me and my family on side. What do you say? I suppose I have no choice. Very well, Godwin. I shall marry your daughter. Hooray for me! Now, I also want land and positions of power for all my sons. And of course, I'll be your right-hand man to help you run the country. Your sons will have land as soon as they come of age, Godwin. Yes, only a fool would turn down your advice. Well... Shucks, well, I guess I am pretty cool. But I brought some of my own advisors from Normandy. Oh, hi. You? Yes, Earl Godwin. Me. His Majesty needs a more modern administrator. It's not the Dark Ages anymore, you know. And England has been lagging behind the continent. And I, Robert of Germiege, shall ensure that the kingdom is at the cutting edge of all modern notions of statecraft. Yeah, I totally understood all that. Now understand this, Norman. Understand what, Earl Godwin? I am going to do everything in my power to welcome you to England. When King Edward arrived in England, the Godwins were at the height of their power. We sure were. I was the richest man in England. With his daughter married to the king and a seat on the royal council. As Godwin's sons grew older, they received earldoms in their own right. More than half the country was under the control of my boys. My good boys. My good, brave boys. And Svein. Uh, who's Svein? Yo, yo, daddy, like How's it hanging, bro? Ah, Svein, my darling. How's Daddy's big trouble, boy? Oh, you know, like ruling my massive earldom of like Somerset, Berkshire, Oxford, Gloucester, and Hereford, yeah? Yes, Daddy got you more than enough land, didn't he? Not enough, me Daddy, yeah? That's why I've been a whale! Oh, God! Carving out new territory at the expense of our ancient enemies. No, Dad, I've met a really cool guy called Griffith at Ellen. He's like a king of Gwyneth in North Wales, and I helped him to take over Denhybeth, some stupid, like, Welsh name. I think it's like Denhybeth. Denhybeth, but it's, like, spelt Denhybeth. Uh, it's in South Wales, anyway, bro. 
All right, Earl. Not as good as king, is it? And thanks to your boy here, I'm now king of a unified Wales. Cheers, Spain. Be seeing you, but... Spain! Uniting our Welsh enemies under one king is really not what Daddy had in mind. Well, chill, daddy That's only like half my news, bruh. I'm getting married! To who? I pick who you marry to further our cause. Who is this girl? Hello, I'm the Prioress of Leominster. I'm an important nun that your son kidnapped. Sweet Lord, it's fine. You can't kidnap and marry nuns in this day and age. But, Dad, I love her! That remains to be seen. What you certainly do love is all the land you stand to receive by marrying me. Swain, son, listen, I know you meant well, but this is not going to look good at court. This does not look good at court, Earl Godwin. Can you not control your family? Shut up, you Norman germ. Oh, I'm not just a germ anymore, Godwin. I'm Archbishop of Canterbury, head of the Church of England. No, you're not. I was going to have one of my relatives made Archbishop of Canterbury. I thought it best to have my pal Robert handle that one, Godwin. I also think it best if my Norman nephew, Ralph, take over the running of Svein's land in Hereford. Can't have a friend of the Welsh right on our border. Hey, you can't take that land from me, lame King Jerk. I'll, like, run away to Flanders, I will. Svein, no, you're my eldest son. I need you. Dear, dear me. It seems the apple has fallen not so far from the tree. Shut up! Your Majesty, a moment. I must speak with my son, Svein. Oh, Svein! It's working, Robert. It's working just like you said it would. Would be rid of these goddamn Godwins yet? Indeed, good king. It is time to proceed with the third phase of my plan. Phase three? That's the one, yes. Allow me to present your brother-in-law all the way from France, Eustace of Boulogne. Hey, King Bra, ready to take it off, ma'am? Would there were time, your majesty. Eustace has a pub crawl to attend in Dover. Dover? Why, that's Godwin territory. It sure is, your kingness. It sure is. Good evening, ladies and gents. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for a quiz night here at the Dog and Pagan, a fictional pub here in 11th century Dover. (laughs) Now to read out the scores and reveal who's won tonight's prize of a 10-grope bar tab and a superficially damaged bag of frazzles. That have been tampered with by a leper. In last place, we have Vulnerable Beads with four points out of 54. Oh, what that stupid picture on that's doing us. Calm down, Bead, or you'll be barred again. In 11th place, it's St. Cuthbert and Lindsay with eight points. Oh, great. That's more than I expected. We've done all right. Well done, St. Cuthbert. Well done, Lindsay. In 10th place, it's Quiz on Mars. Oh, come on, just read the winner out, you stupid Saxon. Well, actually, we have a tie between the Sensible History Boys. Oh, my. We haven't even been in an episode for three and a half years. Did you hear that, Laura? We're canon again. Canon! No jokes from previous episodes, please. It's a tie between you and, say, 
this sinister group of foreign soldiers who've been lurking in the back, looking shifty and stroking their swords all night. Hey, we're not sharing no prize, yo! And nor will we. We are the sensible history boys, and while our appearance is a blot on the show's otherwise flawless act. Hey, stop this, man! Let's trash the place! Let's go! Do not listen to that man. Let's go! Take it off, bro! Cheers! A full-scale riot broke out in Dover, caused by the boozy soldiers of King Edward's brother-in-law, Eustace of Boulogne, and not by Guy de Lusignan from episode 17, The Tale of William Marshall. Hey, I'm back, baba! He's not. It's a distant relative, possibly. It doesn't matter. What does matter is that Dover was on Earl Godwin's land. And it was his responsibility to keep law and order. Yes, I know. Who are you, the narrator? Yeah, one of them. Earl Godwin, you are summoned before your king. What? Damn audio format. I'm here, my king. The situation in Dover is in hand. I, uh, I suspect foreign agitators paid by you. I mean your Norman pal, Robert of Jamage. The king has no interest in your wild accusations, Godwin. He simply wants peace in his realm. I told you I'm doing it. If it rains on the weekend, they'll all just go home. That is not sufficient, Earl Godwin. Dover must be made an example of. Your king bids you burn it to the ground. Have you been snorting cheese, you Norman halfwit? Sack! Dover? It's the biggest port in the south, and I've got loads of money tied up in it. Well, if you won't, then I shall find someone who will. Mainly the earls of Northumbria and Mercia. How are you, Godwin, you soft southern beaut like? I will burn Dover if you don't have the bottle yourself. Oh, you were burning to betray. No problem. Over my dead body, you will, you brum Geordie freaks. Wessex will smash any Northumbrian or Mercian that touches Dover. Ah, oh, well, Pat, we'd only be doing what our king told us, like. In fact, wouldn't stopping us from doing that be treason? Would that be treason, old servant of Northumbria? Ah, I think it would, Earl Leofric of Mercia. Maybe Earl Godwin thinks he's more canny than the king, like, and that he can do as he pleases. Maybe Earl Godwin has been lording it over the rest of us for far too long, and he's finally getting what's coming to him in the goddamn Godwin family. I am not a traitor. Then do as your king bids. I can't burn Dover. My men wouldn't obey me. I can't obey your majesty. Very well, then. Earl Godwin of Wessex, I do hereby banish you and your sons from the Kingdom of England under pain of death. You spineless Norman fop, you'll regret this. And as for you earls of bum Kissingshire, if you can do this to me, he can sure as hell do it to you. I'll be back, you jerks. What a disagreeable little man. He shall not be missed. Earl Godwin and his sons fled across the sea. It was tough, listener. My land's gone, stripped of my title. My parking space at the Witten given over to my enemies. But I knew I could get it all back, and all I needed was a little help. Meanwhile, in the county of Flanders, someone is about to have their evening ruined. I've opened the wine, my love. Oh, smashing. The Deliveroo is on its way. Shall I pop the heating on? Oh, why not? Let's be naughty. We are, after all, the Count and Countess of Flanders. A perfect evening in, and nothing to spoil it. 
Oh, there's the door. <laughs> Deliveroo time. That was quick. We only... Oh, hey, you guys. Oh, uh, Godwin? Why are you here? Nice to see you too, Flanders. I just got bin-bagged by the king. So I thought I'd come stay here for a bit. For how long? God, this delivery with mayonnaise on the chips. Yuck. Oh, cool wine. Ha, can I get a straw for this, Cambridge? Oh, great. Your son's here, too. Is there anything I can chain myself to? On carpet, for preference. And the holy woman he kidnapped as well. It's just a temporary thing, Count F. Just till we get back on our feet. One year later. Count F! Who unblocks your toilet? Also, the Prioress has like totally escaped again. We need to assemble a hunting party, bro. Get them out, 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 out! But he wants to buy him an entire army of mercenaries to get his land back. Get him the mercenaries. Get him as many as he wants. I swear to God, if he's still here by the time... Okay, I'll go and get them. I'll go and get them right now. Presenting Queen Edith Godwin of the disgraced Godwin family of... Shut your horrid face! Husband, what's this about a divorce? I'm your wife and queen! Not for much longer, Lady Edith. The Pope will give permission for the King to divorce you on the basis that you have no children. And whose fault is that? Well, it's the 11th century, so yours, I'm afraid. And with that, England shall finally be free of the treacherous Godwins once and for all. Surprise, fudgers! Daddy! Edith! Daddy's little scorpion. Sorry you haven't been in this much. But hey, I'm back, and I brought an army with me. So I'll be taking my earldom back off whatever lame duck-headed Norman you've given it to. Ha! The king and the other earls will not be browbeaten in this fashion. Ha! The other earls? Who do you think invited me? Well, you know, the Count of Flanders dropped us a line. Aye, and bribed us like... And bribed us. And he said that we nobles ought to stick together. So basically, Godwin's welcome back. Sorry about that. This is treason. This is power, Bobbo. Now someone get hold of him. You and me are going to be spending some quality time together. With a lot of acid. And not in the fun way either. You'll have to catch me first. Robert of Jermier's away. And as I leave, I'll murder some guards and kidnap your nephews and take them to Normandy as hostages. So you better not follow me. See you later, bye! Knock yourself out, Norman. There's plenty of us Godwins and we'll be around forever. <laughs> hey, King, why don't you get on the blower and get us a feast to celebrate my return? Um, I. All right. And... And welcome back. Thanks very much. Now let's party. I'm back, baby. With the support of the other earls, Godwin broke the king's power. He slung out many of the Norman advisers and hangers-on and replaced them with his own family and hangers-on. It seemed that Godwin would rule England in all but name for a long time. But history comes at you fast. Ah, sh shut up, shut up, shut up, buddy, shut up, shut up. Well, I'm gonna do a speech. I'm gonna do a speech. <sighs> I just wanted to say this. You all owe me everything. My sons, 
Zvain, Harold, Tostig, Gerd, and the rest of you. My little Edith! You two! You're all just wasps buzzing round my jam. Even you, King Eddie. Not that you're much of a king these days, but if your brother hadn't died, and I'm not saying that I taps nose. I mean, I didn't kill him. I, I, shut up. In fact, where's my drink? Where's my drink? Yeah, get, give it, give it. Where is it? Fine, I'll just use this piece of bread. Right, okay. May this crust, which I hold in my hand, pass through my throat and leave me unharmed. To show you that I was guiltless of treason Guiltless of treason towards you. God, this stuff is dense. Oh, man. To show that I was innocent of your brother's death. Help me! I'm, I'm joking! Oh, no. Whoa! Great speech, Daddy Woo! <laughs> um, uh, Dad? And with that, at the age of 52, at the height of his power, and while swearing his innocence to the King's brother's murder, Earl Godwin choked on a piece of bread and died. Did he? No. Oh, there is another chronicle from the time that says he had a stroke and fell into a coma, which he did not wake from. Oh, yeah. Oh, terrible. Oh, yeah. The worst. But even with the Earl's death, the power of the Godwins seemed set to shape England for years to come. But history comes at you fast. It does. But that's a story for another time. Spoilers, you know. What? Are you calling the Norman Conquest, the single most defining event in English history, a spoiler? Yep. Well, that's very silly. But then this is... The Silly History Boys And for all the murder, mutilation, and bread mishaps... We are, as always... Sorry! Episode 78 of the Silly History Boys show, or Godwin Family Values, was written, performed, edited, and presented to you by the Silly History Boys. The parts of Earl Godwin of Wessex, Viking Bilbo, Landlord, and Saxon Tom were this week performed by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram, and you could tell he was having a lovely time. The parts of Edward the Elder, Ethelred the Unready, not Saxon Tom or Fred, but Eddie and St Cuthbert were played this week by Tom Tombo Fermor, who did not have a nice time this week. Let's just say children and vomiting and leave it at that. 
the parts of Viking pair, Saxon pair, Canute, Harfoot, Harthur Canute, Swain, Leofric, and Fred were played this week by me, Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Hello, everybody. The parts of Alfred. Edred, Wolfnoth, Saxon Bob, Rob of Jay, Bede, Seward, and Edred of Wessex were played this week by your dear Uncle Bob Bob, Rob, Uncle Bob Bob Bond. And finally, but not last, or least, well, no, last, because that's what finally means, but not least, which would be offensive, but not least in any way, the parts of Ethel Flayed, Emma of Normandy, the Prioress, Lindsay, and Edith were played by Gemma Velma von Bob Bob Bond. Thank you ever so much, Gemma, for joining us on the show. You were, as always, a delight. Now, big thanks, as always, go to Zaps Platt for the zips, zaps, boings, and general sound effects, and some music as well. But the big thanks for the music goes to Big Scotty B. Thank you, Scott Buckley, for your amazing music. You are just one of the good people, aren't you? You're just so good. Also, Rob Fastfingers Tristram, thank you very much. This is like the 78th time you've been thanked for this now, for our intro music. It's very awesome. Um, folks, if you would like to tell people about us so that they listen to our show, that would be lovely. Um, you could leave us a review on any of the usual review platforms. You know, five stars, that's what we'd like. Um, we'd like more if you just gave us some money. Just, like, post it to us. Just shove money into an envelope, stick it in the letterbox. Just write, The Silly History Boys. I'm sure it'll get to us eventually. Or, if you do think that's probably not going to go well, you could hit us up on Ko-Fi and give us some money that way. That way it'll definitely arrive at us. Or our bank accounts, anyway. We do have social medias. Remember that. So there's Facebook. I don't know if anyone's heard of that one, but we do have Facebook. You can contact us on there, so History Boys Show. Um, there, we're on the, the thing that Twitter is now. X, I think it's called. Uh, a couple of wags, mainly Bilbo. We've been calling it Twix, which is quite clever. Um, and I'm sure there's other. I don't think we're on TikTok. I don't think we're that, we're that contemporary. But hey, maybe we should be on TikTok. Hit us up on the Gmails, sillyhistoryboysshow at gmail.com. Send us an email detailing why you think we should be on TikTok and we will probably ignore you. But hey, it's all fun, isn't it? It's all very nice. So thank you very much for listening to the show. We'll see you next time with some more silly history. Thank you very much. And as always, we are sorry. Bye-bye. That's how you spell canoe. Yeah. It is. I promise you it is.